From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are on the line with national team member Kevin Jordan. Kevin, it is wonderful to chat with you again. Yeah, thanks, George. So much good to be here. Excited. So, uh, you know, it's July, and I have a feeling you're still thinking about skiing. Oh, yeah. I'm always, I'm always thinking about skiing, um, watching some videos and things like that and thinking about like, oh, maybe I should start setting up my boots. <laughs> but, um, but a lot of times like in the, in the summer, I'm also, my summer job is working with the uh, Snowmass Bike School and it's, it's pretty fun to actually do a lot of biking in the summer. So bike school i mean you really don't have an off season because i mean to me I, skiing and cycling just go hand in hand i love the two sports you're uh i believe you went for an exam this summer yep so um so the professional mountain bike instructors association or pmbia uh which is actually a partner with psia aasi so what that means is, you know, when you do uh, certification uh, or you do some clinics, it actually kind of transfers back and forth for continued education credits. Uh, but they've redone their certification structure a little bit. So instead, they used to have three tiers of certification, level one, level two, level three. Uh, now they have four tiers. So there's actually a level uh, one, two, three, and four. And so how it works is the, the level one course is, is pretty cool because you can really do it anywhere. You can do it in a bike park, you can do it uh, in a trail network. And so it teaches some cross country skills and maybe some descending skills. And then in the level twos, it kind of splits where there usually was a level two course. They called it the level two air. And that was pretty much focused on downhill, on gravity, you know, kind of bike park stuff. And then there's a level two trail or tech of course uh but now with the new system what you can basically do is so i had my level two air uh because predominantly we do a lot of stuff in the bikes in the bike park uh, but we also do a lot of cross-country lessons too and then i was able to do my level basically i took the level two technical course but i kind of tested at a level three level so what does that mean it means whenever i was doing my teaches or um some of my riding standard had to be a little bit better and i had to be a little bit more you know kind of on the spot uh with my teaches and stuff like that so i just took back in june my level three technical course and i was successful so it was pretty exciting so do you walk into an exam like that and you're like hey i'm on the national team (laughs) (laughs) uh no yeah i didn't think so I really have to like study a bunch and you know biking is I used to ski around for about six years so biking is something that is definitely a passion but kind of a later in in uh, life you know kind of passion in the sense of I, I learned it <laughs> later in life so in some ways I do get a little bit more nervous about that um, and so I definitely have to study and I have to prepare but I can tell you that definitely some of my national team and even like regional team selection practices have definitely prepared me for some of the teaches that I had to do on this uh, on this technical course. So to give you an example, we were we were riding around in Snowmass. We were doing it in a trail network called Sky Mountain Park. And uh, basically I got a topic kind of pulled out of the hat and it was you know active pressure control and like changing your line. And that was my topic, and I basically 
you know, picked it out of a hat and then boom, had to go right into teaching it <laughs> and doing it wow. on the trail. Um, so it's it pretty cool. It was pretty fun because, you know, I was like trying to use some video in their analysis and some other stuff. And it was luckily I had planned out maybe a couple different, uh, you know, lesson plans in my head before. So luckily I knew I had some somewhat of a guide, but it was definitely like being right back, you know, in, in Breckenridge and <laughs> having some selectors right in front of you and the, the pressure's on and, and now you got to perform. So uh, in some ways it's kind of fun in a stressful way, but uh, it's also you know, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> um, but the other thing I'll, I'll mention about this course is that there's a lot more kind of trail maneuvers. Uh, so what does that mean? It means like, you know, doing something like a, like a manual on the bike, which is, you know, you're, you're bouncing over the rear wheel, but you're not really pedaling versus like a wheelie when you're sitting on the seat and you're, uh, pedaling. Uh, so those were just some of the maneuvers that we had to do. And, in the course of the four days, it actually got a lot better. Uh, but one of the things that was really cool is, you know, my manuals were kind of fleeting before. It was something I had always like been able to kind of do. Uh, but my course conductor, Duncan, Duncan Mainland, uh, he was amazing. He kind of just put me into like a static position on the bike where I could really get the balance point. And then he literally like let go. He still was there kind of spotting me, but he like let go for like a split second. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing it. Like I'm actually doing it and I'm like balancing and cool. Like maybe I can do this. Like maybe I can do this better. And it was kind of that big aha moment for me where now I can definitely do them more on demand and at will and hold them uh, for longer. So now I'm just, you know, in the process of trying to ride it and hold it all the way down to like the ice cream shop, you know, forever. <laughs> you know, I love hearing about you. Uh, you we had... Uh... Chris Rogers on, who uh, national team member, obviously, who went for his Alpine level two and going through these exams. I think it's wonderful that you all are challenging yourselves with these uh, having to go through these tests. And I'm wondering, did you maybe learn some things from the bike exam that you would bring into your skiing? I know that your ski exams helped you with your teaching and everything and cycling. But did you learn something from that examiner that you want to bring back to uh your ski instruction yeah for sure so actually so in like the pmbia world i i actually am a course conductor for level ones and how it works is if you have your level two so if you have the certification above the next level you can actually evaluate or examine you know the level below you so for me i had my level two air and i was able to give some level ones so very much i was able to you know, understand and kind of some of the, the background and, and all that stuff. And that obviously helped me because I was very familiar <laughs> with the material. But as I was going for the level three, um, one of the things that I learned, I was actually in Park City like the weekend or a couple of weeks before and was working with another uh, course conductor. His name's Simon Holden, and he's unbelievable, too. I mean, they're all great. And what's really cool is actually learning from other people, but other organizations, too. You know, so not only, say, PSIN ASI, but like PMBIA and how the Canadians kind of do something. So the one thing that I kind of learned was they have a feedback model that I thought was really interesting and something that I'm going to try to incorporate. But it was, uh, so this feedback model, it's P-T-T. So it's positive to and try. So what that means is say you're working on 
uh, a bike example, for example, like um, like this manual that I wasn't, you know, the best at, and I got a lot better at. <laughs> and throughout the course of practicing and also in the actual certification course, uh, so you know, I was had some fleeting elements. So you know, I was I was my course conductors were kind of like they were they're giving me positive feedback in the sense of hey, nice nice going like you, we can see that you're actually starting to get some hints of it then in order to so here's the two part in order to now hold it for a little longer next time try to get a f- little bit lower and a little further back right so you start off with something positive then you kind of scope it into okay what what do we need to do the next time and then just try and it's it's nothing it has nothing to do with you know me kevin jordan i want you george thomas to try this this and this it's actually up to the learner who can then interpret the feedback and say oh yeah that sounds good that that makes sense maybe i'll give that a go i'll give it a try so it was really cool about that it's just that model of you know be positive the next time in order to try this um i found it was really cool that it was pretty specific and then it you know was fun and i I had really clear like instructions of what to do next you know um and i just think that whole thing about trying it kind of took the coach or the course conductor out of it and they were just giving me information so instead of me kevin trying to please you know george if you gave me some feedback you know and you said "I, i really like how you do this but i want you to do this this and this there's no real you know like just in terms of like people skills there's no real like attachment it's just information like you as the learner can choose what you want to do with it and obviously i was trying to incorporate it because i'm trying to you know (laughs) pass an exam (laughs) and everything but um it just i found that moment to be pretty powerful in the sense of oh here we are out there coaching and and we're trying to give people some feedback and stuff but what if you just say hey just give this a try see what happens and then let them kind of decide for themselves so kevin do you ever get a chance just to go out and ride (laughs) uh i do but i would say that i'm always trying to uh do something so for example the manuals is a good one because i was trying to kind of figure that out on my own a bit and i was like looking at youtube and that kind of stuff um and I was I was kind of struggling, and it wasn't. It took someone who kind of knew, you know, how to get me into the right position, so I could actually like feel it and make sure it was realistic to, to make it happen uh, for me. But to answer your question, George, yeah, like, do I ever get a chance to ride? Yep, um, I do. But I would say I'm always kind of riding with a, some kind of purpose. You know, I'm like, oh, maybe I could try it like this. Well, maybe I could go over <laughs> to this line. Ooh, maybe this looks appealing over here. Um, and in mountain biking, for sure, like trail scanning, you know, you have to make decisions pretty quick and you can get some speeds up there pretty quickly, too. And your margin of error is a lot smaller. <laughs> so or I guess the consequences are if you do go down, there's a little more friction. So you may <laughs> you may be sticking a little bit more. Um, and that's kind of a challenge that I like of like, whoa, you know, stuff's coming at you pretty quick. So how do I how do I do it this way and that way? So I would say I, I do get a chance to ride. Uh, but I don't, but I'm always kind of riding with a, with a purpose, either uphill or downhill, you know? 
Well, speaking of riding with purpose, let's get into Aspen, Aspen Bike School real quick. Uh, just a few minutes. What's going on out there? How is your season? I, I know you all actually did really well in 2020 and um, opened up and had people riding their bikes. Uh, has that really upped your business? Yeah, you know, I think it's, um, we've definitely grown the bike school and it continues to grow a bit. So, you know, I think we started with about, you know, one point it was, was me as one of the bike school coaches and then it turned into three people and now we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 70. So we have a whole bunch and we offer cross country programming and downhill programming in the bike park and, you know, we can really do whatever people want to do on, on two wheels, which is pretty cool. Like we have a lot of, we have a lot of like learn to ride a bike kind of lessons too. Like just people who come from maybe, um, a city or something and they, they don't have a lot of opportunity to ride on trail and they just like, they're the, maybe they don't know how to teach their kids and we will do that. So, you know, 2020 was an explosive year <laughs> for sure. And 2021, we saw some continued growth of that. And I think, you know, now uh, we're starting to see a little bit of, we still have people here. We're still fairly busy, but we're also somewhat prepared for it. Um, so we have, you know, a busy day. The other day we had about like 15 bike privates go out and that would have been like a really busy day in 2020. And, and you know, this year was just like, ah, yeah, so just random Tuesday, wow. <laughs> you know? Um, so we're kind of looking more towards like, you know, that 25 to 30 is a pretty busy day and we're, we're hoping to get there. We're still a little bit of work to do. Um, I think some people, you know, with some ease of travel restrictions and the fact that maybe their Euro European vacation or their international travel was delayed by, you know, two years or so, they're starting to take advantage of that. So we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, people come, but maybe they're not coming in for as long. So I definitely think there's, uh, you know, biking's here to stay and we're still getting better at it, but there's definitely some opportunities where it's like, well, wait a minute, let's go biking again. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, it sounds like you're incredibly busy. Love that you took a, a moment to chat with us here on First Chair. Anything you want to add before we sign off? Uh, no, just, you know, I think if, if you haven't tried uh, some mountain biking, whether it's cross country or, or downhill, you know, look in your area and see if there's some guides around or maybe talk to some of the people in your skiing snowboard school and see who's around because, believe it or not, like a lot of people don't need a bike lesson because they already know how to ride a bike. But if you go with a guide or a coach, like you'll just get those subtle little tips, little coaches, little, you know, little kind of little nuances that you may not know um that, that will really make a huge huge difference um something as simple as like where you put your foot on the pedal like if you're riding with flat pedals like where you know if you put your foot on the pedal can make like a huge difference just in your riding so i encourage you to go with the coach hey remember kevin jordan joining us on first chair thanks so much for taking the time to chat kevin yeah thank you george from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.